0: Welcome to Combat Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated to UFC and Bellator discussion, the MMA community, and combat sports in general. I'm your host Ryan Smith, and joining me this week is uh, John Keyes and Kelechi Onyebuchi. However, you know what, guys? Oh, look, it worked on the first try! Oh my gosh! <laughs> you remember I was like going through and trying to set up all everything? I forgot to set up the cameras. So uh, for for oh. for this show. So I did not know when I went to this the scene that I was going to actually have you guys because, of course, Mr. Uh, George Stallworth is not joining us tonight.
1: OK. All right. Well, wherever George George at? Please, please, you know, leave his teeth in his mouth and just take his wallet. All right. That's it. That's wow. All I'm you went dark. What? 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 Leave it's his teeth like- in his yeah.
0: mouth and just take his wallet. Yeah, I mean, they, he's going to have fingerprints and stuff. Do you, you want them saying? to just cut off his fingertips, too, and all that kind of stuff?
1: I'm not saying that. This isn't reservoir, reservoir Dogs, man. Come on, now. We ain't got to do all that. Just hit him with the one-two, maybe you know, knee him on the way down just for just for posterity's sake, and, you know, just take his wallet and keep it running.
0: Wow. And that's how we started the show. Kelechi, yeah. how are you doing tonight? <laughs>
2: Yeah, we're doing all right.
0: Yeah, we're good. Okay. All right. Well, we have an outstanding show tonight. Normally, we've got a ton of headlines and things. There's no need. There's no need to talk about headlines because there's only one thing to talk about, and that is UFC Fight Island. Actually, there's one thing to talk about that was announced at UFC Fight Island, but we'll just make it part of the headliner, because that's what we're going into. This is the headliner. All right, this is the headliner. This is where we talk about the number one topic of the day, and that is UFC 251, the debut of Fight Island, which I think last week we were a little disappointed, because it's like, oh, well, it's just... Yaz Island. We fought there before three times.
1: Now it's... y'all were disappointed. I was still so excited because I was at least expecting, you know, they didn't have to have the tiki torches out there. But at least like that that bronze uh pot fire pit, they could have one on each corner there. And maybe, you know, saying, you know, somebody saying Kumite, you know, fight or something like that. That is my only disappointment with this. And there was nobody doing Dim Mock.
0: There's no, no I was one disappointed
2: doing that. in the whole setup. For all that talk about oh, it's gonna be on the beach. Yeah, like, what happened? It was to the, on
0: the beach. What happened? it was on the beach in a big tent. <laughs> yeah. Like what good was it to be on the beach mean? if you're sitting there in a tent? No, we want to well, see the know. sun setting or rising. I think the sun was rising because they're fighting yeah, in the morning. It's,
1: it's like twelve hours ahead of us, but yeah, so uh, but still I mean, could have. I mean, I would have been dope just to take the all the lighting out and just have big strobe lights, like like you know, like <laughs> above the switch for like you know, setting and like. Why you are not
2: part of the production team. team. Yeah, like now, if I was part of the how production
0: crazy team, would it be would to watch a fight in strobe? Control.
2: Going on, okay? right? We we would that had Shaolin, really
1: if, if, if I was part, if I was a, if I was part of the production team, that would have been some Shaolin monks, some
2: karate dudes.
1: You know, they would have been doing I'm some Wu Shaolin. Could you imagine
2: if they started UFC with like a demonstration of each one of the martial arts, and it kicks off with like Shaolin monks doing a demonstration? Like, yeah, I'm about oh, to yeah. like Yeah, and that's and what you what got about. and
0: you got those big Japanese drums where they're like.
1: With yeah. big sumo wrestlers doing a doing a pre-fight fight, and then and, you know, and one
0: ring. and one sumo wrestler is missing a tooth because of you know we've got to harken back to the old UFC one.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, good one, good one. The first knock knockdown, as a matter of fact, that's was a right. kick in the mouth with the tooth going flying into the announcers.
0: There you go. That's
1: dope. That's what I'm talking about. We need mm-hmm. to make that happen, Dana. You
2: heard us. See, well, see, at least it happened.
0: Like, it did happen. And you know what? One or two people saw it.
2: Oh, it the biggest two? UFC uh, biggest pay per view since uh, McGregor versus Habib. No, but
0: it's the biggest pay per view since
2: you, I think part of that was just the the lore and mystique about it being at the island. I think I personally oh. felt like the car didn't live up to the hype, but I know others disagree. The card didn't live up I to the hype. What?
1: what? What? What?
2: I mean, Wait, hold on. Let me get my voice as high as his.
1: Let me get my voice high as his. What? What?
2: <laughs> yeah, what are I you can't...
0: talking
1: about?
2: That I know. Was, no was, problem.
1: That was, that was quintessential. Yeah. That was seriously quintessential.
0: It was it was a great card. It was An outstanding card. It was stacked from top to bottom. We're going to even go with the feature fight tonight, talk about that a little bit, because we had a newcomer come to the UFC. But let's just talk about, let's finish off Fight Island. So um, Fight Island, Yaz Island, whatever you want to call it, I think they did a good job bringing everybody out. I like the way they had kind of Megan Olivi on the side, you know, kind of killing the time as the fighters were walking out. Main card, they even had the uh, walkout music happening. I thought that was all good. Um, I enjoyed it. I still don't understand why when there's an empty arena, while we've got a ring girl carrying a big-ass sign.
2: That was just for notification, uh, man. But, I mean, we've talked about it ad nauseum in shows past. Like, this is a relic of a sport, uh, from the sport that no longer needs to exist. I mean, there's she, a big, there's
0: big screens. There's big screens that tell you what number it is. You're only counting to three, except for other fights where you have to count to five. And the fact is, is that it's an empty arena and you really need the card for the people in the way back or in the nosebleed section. So with nobody in the, in the arena, and you got signs that show you in the middle of the fight, what round it is, why are we walking with this ring girl? But that's okay. I, that was one thing that stuck out to me. Um,
1: I don't appreciate your attitude
0: (laughs) (laughs) since it's not on the run sheet but I do want to talk about it what was announced at at Fight Island UFC 251 is that we have a new sponsor for UFC Fight Kit
2: oh word I missed that yes Yes,
0: it is Venom they chose Venom
2: that's a Honestly, good call. Probably fitting for for the brand. I wish it was Nike, uh, because I might actually wear something UFC. But Venom's way more fighter friendly. They've been in the game. Yeah, a long then, time. They, yeah it makes sense.
0: Right. It makes sense. You know, because what you had um, Tap Out, you had Venom, you had like um, um, Affliction, Hayabusa. Hayabusa. Yeah, that's right. So you had some of those those, those initial brands. I'm glad they chose Venom, um, just because. It's, it's a company that actually understands the fight game. Remember, when UFC Fight Kit came out by Reebok, th- Reebok didn't understand. Like It was like nobody at Reebok ever watched an MMA fight in their life. And then what ended up happening was they had country flags wrong. They had names misspelled. It was all kinds of stuff that went wrong on their debut. And it was like, guys, this is the, if this is what we're going to get from Reebok, then maybe this was the wrong vendor to go with, and the fact is they never really connected, at least for me, because even when you think about the, the 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 number one thing that I want to see when a fighter comes to the ring, it's their walkout shirt. Yeah. And even when Reebok did the walkout shirts, they were atrocious. They were ugly. I mean, think about think about Conor yeah. McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone. Those were two of probably the ugliest shirts. Probably at that point, Reebok knew that UFC wasn't going to renew the contract. And so they were like, all right, then, well, we're just going to do whatever. It was some of the ugliest walkout shirts ever. (laughs) But I digress. (laughs) You can't do that, man. You can't do that. All right. (laughs) Comments coming in from the audience. I, I I got Mr. Dixon, who's watching tonight on YouTube. And he said the ring girls are nice. The, 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 the ring girls are indeed nice. However, they are unnecessary. I can't speak
2: to their personality, so, yeah. So, mash <laughs> shout out to
1: Al. I agree with Al on this. The ring right. girls are super necessary, okay? they
0: Super are necessary.
2: necessary. So much. <laughs> a,
0: uh, he gave us <laughs> the super bad. necessary. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> Super necessary. That's, that's, those, those are encoded words. Um, so that was a fight uh, between Jorge Masvidal, who we'll be talking about later tonight, and Ben Askren. He knocks Ben Askren out with a flying knee, spectacular flying knee, five seconds the fight lasts. And then before the referee could come in and stop the fight, Jorge Masvidal drops a couple of bombs on, on a knocked out Ben Askren. In the post-fight interview, they asked him whether or not those extra shots were necessary, and Jorge Masvidal answered, "Oh, they were super necessary." So, super necessary. When you hear us say that, that is the reference that we're making. Mr. Johnny Hearn's is watching us tonight. He's well, like I'm the kidding. walkout shirt. What? What are, you, what are you talking about? The walkout, like the shirt that the fighters wear—that's not the kit, but it has their name on the front.
1: Yeah. If, if you look a at design.
0: it, yeah, it's usually a design. Um, I can think of Conor McGregor's at the Conor McGregor-Cowboy Cerrone. That fight, both of them had really ugly. Um, Look at this, Mr.
3: Mr. Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right.
0: We got George Stallworth Don't here tonight.
3: Today. Hey, I heard your boy Ryan already over here hating on ring girls and stuff. Well, let's get it, let's get it. Coach coming, <laughs> coming with the heat. Yeah, well, you hating on no ring girls,
0: Ryan. It's just unnecessary. Even with
3: would you on. like to walk around and hold the card? I mean, you know, maybe somebody would like to, you know, observe you walking around.
0: Listen, all I gotta say is this: it's an empty arena. Who needs
3: to? Who needs? Who needs to look What's at the cool? sign? So you're saying you can't appreciate? You know, this young lady walking around holding the card up just to, you know, signify to you that we're in the third round.
0: Not from Dallas, Texas. We don't even get to see her walk because we're watching <laughs> highlights at the time. They they don't even show us her walking. You,
3: you don't want to see Ariana, Ariana Grande, or?
1: Nah, I'm good. Ariana I'm Celeste.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, sorry. I want to. I, I want to see Ariana Grande. I, yes, because she sings. Uh, I just,
3: I Ariana just
0: Celeste just holds a card up.
3: Would you feel better them. if we had somebody sing the national anthem and no. then you know? No, no, no. Not, Go ahead, not leave that out. I just feel like it's, Why is this in my sport? Like
2: it's it's not. Uh, the national anthem wasn't part of U.S. sports until like recent history. Mm.
0: Yes and no. The national anthem was a part of U.S. sports, um, in the nineteen um, the early nineteen hundreds. The 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 the. The National Anthem was played in U.S. sports. However, teams being on the field, especially in the NFL, wasn't something that happened until recent history. So in the, like, you know, the two, mid-2000s was when they started having football players out on the field. But they have played the National Anthem before sporting events since like the 1920s or 1930s. Um, Actually,
1: it's more like around about
0: 1913. Okay. Something yeah. around there.
3: Um, guys, I, I apologize for popping in hot. I know I'm way off the run sheet. I, I hadn't even had a chance to look at the run sheet, but let's go. The run sheet My is very simple. Is that
2: beverage, you what?
3: <laughs> I saw that beverage off the side. I was like, oh, that's where
2: the heat's coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no,
3: that, 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 was, that was freshly poured, yeah, freshly ah. poured.
0: Number four, fresh, freshly poured. <laughs> number four.
3: I wish.
0: All right, let, let's get into it. Let's go into the official decision. This is the official decision. This is where we talk about the fights that were on Saturday night. And it was UFC 251, Usman versus Masvidal, Saturday, July 11th, 2020. Yaz Island, a.k.a. Fight Island, in Abu Dhabi, the United Arab Emirates. And so we had a, there were five fights on the card, but we're going to talk about six fights. Because I want to talk about that featured fight. This was Volkan Ozdemir who was a light heavyweight contender for the title who faced against, I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to mangle his name and I apologize, uh, but it's Jerry Proshaska.
3: I bet
0: you're going to get his name right after the
3: night
0: though. Oh yes, I am. <laughs> so, so, so Yuri Pro, Jerry uh, um is a brand new fight. This was his UFC debut. All right. They wanted him a few years ago and he said, no, He's like, I haven't trained enough. I haven't gotten enough experience. I want to get better before I start facing the beasts that they have in the UFC. And so this was his time to test his medal against one of the great light heavyweights that are that's currently fighting right now, number seven, Vulcan Ozdemir. And he oh defeated him.
1: My God. Not Knockout. Only did he, def- he defeated him by Dana's White definition of domination. He came out there. He for the, for the 48 seconds that was that was going on cuz I say 40, it was 49 seconds cuz the last 2 seconds was a 1-2 and he hit the ground. Um, but he came out there, any shot that Ozdemir had, he just laughed it off. He laughed it off. He was in his face. He was talking, he was talking smack to him and then at one point just bap bap, he's on the ground and it was done.
2: Two piece in a biscuit. Yes so, it was.
0: So so for me it was it was crazy because I'm you know, I get I start getting emotionally invested and scared for the fighters when they are not just standing in the pocket and fighting, right? Like it, it, this guy was sitting there dancing around, had his hands down, sticking his face out and Ozdemir was touching him up. That first round, dude's face, G- uh, Jerry's face, he comes back and he's got his face is all red. And I'm like mm-hmm. Dude, you can't be. This is the UFC. You can't be dancing like that. What you doing? You can't be dancing like that. And then, went. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, if you can do that, dance all you want.
2: Yeah, pretty much. You can dance if you wanna.
0: Yeah, we got you.
2: <laughs> we
0: got you. Safety dance. We got you. We got you.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, like, I mean, I'm. I'm. Listen. I'm. I'm. I'm, listen, I'm,
0: I'm, imp- I'm impressed. Because safety dance predates you, so you know that yeah, respect.
3: Yeah. Oh wow, wow. Speaking wow. of dating me. Oh. Uh, uh, that's what? all I have. Give away that Tinder or <laughs> the, that grinder profile.
2: Oh, so here we go. <laughs> hey,
3: <coach> is Mike.
2: <laughs> yeah. Doing good, coach's mic right now. Yeah.
0: Do I need to give him the? Do I need to give him the KC and take him off screen? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Man, we are no good tonight. All right, we all right. Good.
0: So, so, so that w- we didn't pick that fight, um, but it was it was one where the knockout was spectacular. This guy, I think, may be the real deal. Anybody getting on the hype train with this guy? Anybody getting on the hype train?
1: Not yet.
3: Nobody. I will jump on that hype train. In fact, you know, um, yeah, I'm jumping on that hype train. I, w- I want to see what he's going to do. Look, debut beats number seven in that division, man. This guy could easily be facing John Jones in another two or three fights.
0: He's a tall oh. dude. He's tall. He's big. He's lanky. He's got an 80-inch reach. Um oh. I know Jones is 84. But, you know, the way this guy moves and the confidence that he has – I can't wait to see him fight one of those number, you know, five through one, you know, somebody in that in in that area, you know,
3: you you can't help but love a guy who says who gets the call up and says, you know what? I'm not ready yet. I'm going to wait and I'm going to get better. And then he shows up and debuts by knocking out the number seven guy in the entire division. I mean, come on, man. Let's not fast track this guy. He's already given us the protocols. Don't fast track me. Let me walk up to this. I'm on the
0: hype train. Yep. I, I'm on the hype train too. I, I like I said, I was scared for him because of the way he was moving around and, and and acting all lackadaisical. But that level of confidence to be able to take those punches and then finish it off with a with a devastating, you know, combination,
2: shoot. That's the kind I of guy I want to follow. What is the hype train for oh, really uninitiated? Well, there's oh. there's followers listening right now who aren't. Uh, oh, I it like it. I
3: like it. I, yeah, okay. there you go. So so be, I'll uh, be your
0: Huckleberry. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so when we, you know, the the, the, the the you know, we call it the hype train, some people call it the bandwagon, but it's it's whether or not you're going to ride or die for this fighter. We, are you going to back this fighter in in his upcoming fights? And basically what George and I are saying is, yes, when I see Jerry again, I'm going to be like, yeah, I got that guy. I saw him fight, I believe in him. That's my dude. You know? Uh I'm, I'm gonna on the hype train. You want me to do the train again? Yep. Let's I do it again. I love the term
2: "ride or die" because whenever it's thrown at me, I'm like, I'm I'm not willing to die for pretty much anything. So I'm, just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, I'm glad they're talking about. Oh, well, I'm glad they're talking
1: about the hype train because we do have some hype train derailments that happened <laughs> on Saturday yeah. night. Yeah,
0: yeah. Talk <laughs> about it that. Is. Let. But, but before, before before we get into that, th- good segue, Mr. Keyes. But before we get into that, before we get into that, I just want to say, um, you know, I, I, I got a little bit of clip for you guys. I want to play this for you real quick. Hopefully it's not too loud in your ears.
2: It's the man we all know and love.
0: That's right. Who, who picked perfect this week? Who picked perfect this week? It's the man we all know and love. This guy.
3: He really put the man we all know and love on the It's the man that. you all know, know and love. Know
0: it's the no. man you all know and love who picked <laughs> perfect this week. Everybody else got something wrong, but one guy got them all right.
2: Oh I mean, are we God. talking about official picks or what we said while we were in the tech thread? The show.
0: The show. What we picked last week. Nostril Damus, you're out because you didn't. You weren't on the show last week, so you got saved. I beg,
2: shut your dirty mouths.
0: Hmm. <laughs> But, but two of these guys down here below on your screen, they got some wrong.
3: Don't be calling out my name with your too tight uh, knit shirt on up there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, when oh, I first it. got it, it wasn't too tight. <laughs> okay. Cor- was coronavirus. You up, you're
3: gonna choke right now. Somebody <laughs> got you in contact. Something. Man, it's in a self-imposed
1: Choke.
0: <laughs> <But laughs> All <laughs> right. <laughs> First fight of the night, Amanda Hibas versus Paige Van Zant. Hibas got rid of her quick. Two minutes, 21 seconds in round one by arm bar. I said that you need to start calling 12-gauge Paige Van Zant six-gauge because she lost one of those arms. Yes, yeah,
2: she did. No, I, I uh, hate so it for 12-gauge her. works. She's more like a 4'10". Uh. Oh, wow. No. We're we talking gun culture here. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Don't don't make it sound like we don't know guns around here. Twelve is <laughs> no, no, easily
3: Paige divisible. Was up for a, a basic, basically contract negotiation. So she yeah, came out on the losing end on this, and I'm interested to see whether or not the UFC is going to offer her a contract, or whether or not she's going to wind up signing with someone else. Man, so this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Because oh. you know, as much oh. as we we want to hate on Paige, you know, some of y'all are some haters when it comes to some of these fighters. Hold on there, well, Mr. Stallworth. Go ahead, because go ahead, we do know
1: we do know what, what Mr. White said about it, and it was non-too friendly. Okay. It was not. He, okay. He put yeah, he put Paige and Curtis Blades pretty much in the same bucket and stirred it around and said it's the Hold same up. slop. Okay? Did
3: you say Mr.
1: White or Mr. Smith? Because no, sometimes White. No, Mr. White. Not not a, no, no. I, I understand. They are sometimes, but no, Mr. White this time put right. put Page in. Uh, pretty much let her know in so in so many uncertain terms, your services will never be needed for the UFC.
2: He, he smacked on the hand.
0: That's right. So
2: so, so, so pretty so much that comes down to uh, this was Paige's last fight on her contract, so we know uh-huh. that, right? But leading up to it, all of her UFC press, she made the mistake. Uh, I don't know if it's a mistake because I believe in uh, pay, pay transparency. But the fact that she made more money outside of the octagon than in the octagon, and sh- she makes more from advertisers, so why would she do this? I mean, you can you can make those statements if you win, but, but when you say that and then uh-huh. you can't, you're you're not in a position to negotiate a higher contract if you're coming off repetitive losses, right? Right. And this wasn't even a grudge match. Like, if she wanted to make this really about money and something that could. Could tag on to a, a, a secondary fight or even a rematch that we would care about. Then you got to pick up the Macy Barber fight, even though Macy doesn't deserve the fight. There's legitimate bad blood as she's hitting on your husband, and and so then you you have some level of leverage where viewers are going to want to see what happens, uh, win, lose, or draw, right? Yeah. But you can't whoa, whoa, come whoa! whoa, whoa. Let's
3: rewind for a second. Did you say she was hitting was on? Was this on Hamilton her rewinding? Hitting <laughs> on her husband, like, not it. as in, like, sparring with, but, like, hey, what's your number, baby? She's shooting her shot. Yeah, which is that's right. Macy way... Barber shot her shot? Or are you saying Paige shot her shot?
2: Macy Barber shot her shot uh, to try to get the fight going. She was trying to stir up controversy. So she was shooting her shot at the, the new Mr. Van Zant. And, oh, wow. Uh, mm. pa- that's why she didn't get a shot with Paige, is because for all the other trash talk that was going on, when you came for her family like that, she was like, "No, you don't deserve a shot. I'm done."
3: I did. I was unaware of this. I knew there was yeah. like some heated whatever. I didn't know it was that that kind of backlog. Look at yeah. you getting your Ariel Hawani on. With the yeah, inside yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, for those of us who fight out of a gym.
1: Oh,
2: I mean, well, here, here you go.
1: Here you go.
0: Here uh, go. He was, uh,
2: that was towards Ryan because Ryan talks trash about me never getting fighter interviews, uh, even mm. though I was at Factory X. I was like, I may not get the interviews, but I know. I know the T. Okay. Oh. That's, so that's good. To, to uh
1: the words that uh, Mr. White had used was, she got smoked. Okay. Yeah. so
0: Well, that, and you Johnny know, Hearns is saying Johnny down here had... that Dana White said that she needs to explore free agency. I wanted to get that out there. Yes. That Dana White was like, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Explore free agency. And then there was silence.
3: Well, you know, honestly, <laughs> I felt like she
1: just got caught. Oh, yeah. She like, did I, get caught.
3: I feel like, I mean, she got submitted. I feel like she just got caught, man. I, I, I think, you know, I think that fight could have gone on longer, longer if she hadn't just got caught in a bad position. It was if you look at the position, way she was trying to escape was, that arm bar, she had the right idea. But that other leg from Rebus part. kept her from rolling over. If, if that leg wasn't there, she would have rolled over. She would have escaped that arm bar.
2: But do you think that as a high-level... A UFC fighter you should know how to roll out of that because I mean I'm not a great jujitsu practitioner and I was
3: thinking why would you roll into into the submission I well she she wasn't she was doing the proper thing she just there's no way she could have known that other leg was there to prevent her from f- from falling over into where she thought she was
0: but but that's the thing right Amanda Hebas is I, I I think she's a, a Brazilian jujitsu black belt like she there was there was not a, once she got her in the armbar there wasn't any place you were gonna go and even the way that she rolled it over turned it over and did a you know a a, a da- body down uh, armbar that it was arm bar. yeah that's a it's high level that's high level jujitsu right there
3: Paige yeah, was again Paige did the right thing she just couldn't account for that leg being there to stop her already Rebus was playing chess Paige was playing playing checkers
0: and well so then she didn't get caught.
3: She That's all caught. I'm saying. She if if caught. you if okay. you're playing she checkers
0: and the other person's playing chess, you didn't get caught. You fell into the trap. That's all she I'm got saying. Got
1: smoked. Okay. In other words, you got smoked. And she is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and a black belt in Judo. She was she
2: was trapped. Yeah. My yeah. problem with Paige is that it's always been a question of is she getting her shot because of her looks versus her skill. And then she played into this. And this is a hard conversation for me as Amanda have. But her, her getting her uh, breast implants, like and that affecting her weight cuts moving forward, but using that strategically to uh, leverage her brands, and it's like now she's quote unquote, more marketable, when you've got other women UFC fighters going the opposite direction, taking their breast implants out to focus on performance.
3: And You're so saying I saying this like to it, a guy that just hated on the ring girl walking around with
2: a car. Well, th- I think it plays into that same notion of like, are you here to be a fighter or are you here to be a celebrity? And Paige Van Zandt has clearly made it known that she, she focuses more on her outside of the ring uh, uh, money-making, earning, than she does in the ring. But on this fight, she said it's her last fight, so she's, she hasn't promoted anyone on her Instagram. She hadn't uh, gone out on any photo shoots. She's 100% focused on this. If 100% focused Paige Van Zandt gets submitted in the first round, she's not a good fighter. All
1: right.
0: Okay. That's it.
2: And remember, Dana. But see, to counterpoint that, Dana said
1: <laughs> that, that, that. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on, George. Just hold. on, Hold that riff chord just for two seconds. Okay. Dana White did say that this is an opportunity, not a not a career. So which way is Dana? Why is Dana so salty when he when he when she's done and he's ready to boot up? I took I took his comments as kind of hypocritical because he should be happy for her that she's got the ability to go elsewhere because he was the one that sat there and said, this is an opportunity. This is
3: not a career. All right, go ahead and Make pull that ripcord, George. You, you already hit them for me. You, you already said it, man. These guys over here hating on ring girls and women fighting in the UFC who choose to go dancing with the stars and putting in breast implants. I, I can't believe it, man. I mean, here we are in 2020, and this is what we got. Male chauvinism at its best. Right nah, here, cancel culture. <laughs>
0: Look at that. Man, I can't believe we're going here. This is the thing for me right here. Cancel
1: the show. Paige Van Zandt.
0: <laughs> Paige Van Zandt. Had an opportunity to have a real career in the UFC. She was training yes. at Team Alpha Male. She was yes. fighting the right fighters, and she was making her way up. And then what happened is she started getting that notoriety because fans started seeing her because she is attractive and she was fighting and winning fights. I mean, she beat uh, Felice Herring, and you know that Coletti uh, is a huge fan of Felice. Um, was <laughs> and wow. so uh, and 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 so then she gets on. Dancing with the stars and, you know, the UFC community, I would assume, and a lot of the casuals and a lot of the people who don't follow the sport saw her on there. And she I, I think she did some type of dancing or things like that. Um, Anyway, she, she was good on there. And so she sees that she can do that. And so the need to need the, the need of, of hers to to train as much as she needs to train and to be as serious as she needs to be. That went away, and you saw that because she wasn't fighting anymore. Dana White himself said— she broke her arm,
3: literally, like—and then she had to go back in and get it redone, like, two or three times. I I, I don't understand why Paige is getting all this hate from you guys. Dana White said— You guys don't hate on Conor McGregor for part-time selling whiskey or uh, other stuff. Like, You get what I'm saying, though? It's like, how come Paige has a—how come y'all have an issue with Paige making her money any way she can, but you don't say the same things on male fighters?
2: No, my issue with Paige making money any way she can is as someone who's an advocate for pay transparency and someone who is all about getting a fighter, uh, fighters union going, the way that she's talked about it has hurt relations for the potential of a fighter union because it's like, of course you don't need to make more money in the UFC because it's all you can make it all up in endorsements. So why would I pay my fighters more if they're just going to make money on the outside? So Paige Van Sant, instead of using her, 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 um, her privilege, her voice, her power to, to aid all fighters, she was all about herself. And I say that about any man, too. Like, I, I have no qualm with Paige as a human being. Like, yes, get yours, but then you can't put yourself in that situation and be surprised by the outcome of your negotiations.
0: And then to add on to that, to add on to that, for me— I've always been against it when fighters are female fighters specifically are being positioned more for their looks than for their fighting skill. And so since since the start of this podcast, I've always said that if we're going to sit there and focus on, you know, the attractiveness of the fighter and have them do all of this modeling type stuff and they're not backing that up with outstanding performance in the octagon. Then I have a problem with that because it just objectifies the female fighters in ways that I don't agree with. Which is why I have a problem with ring girls as well. But that's a digression. My point is this. When you have someone like Joanna Young Jick,
3: see me give them she's the side. A fighter. Idol,
0: she's a fighter. <laughs> I mean, we 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 joke about Rose Thug, she's no hair Nama Unis. She's a fighter. She's a real fighter. Then you sit there and you put all of these ladies up and then you put Paige Van Zandt next to her and then tell me why we should be acting like Paige Van Zandt is, is, is a force to be reckoned with in the UFC. She is a uh, speed bump, and we saw it. Well, we saw it on Saturday night. Paige Van Zandt is nothing more than a speed bump for up-and-coming fighters to show how good they are at beating cheerleaders. There
3: you go. Hey, as a cheerleader, I resent that. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how I apologize. hate Ring Girls ended it with the cheerleader statement. But okay, I digress. We can move on to the other. All the right. Next All
0: week. right. This is how heated it wow. gets whenever we are talking about the fights, though. This is great. I appreciate it. Thank you for showing up, Mr. Stallworth, tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. In the next fight of the night, Jessica Andrade versus Rose Thug No Hair Nama Yunus. Rose Nama Yunus defeated. Jessica Andrade by split decision, which was a surprise to me. I didn't see it as a split decision. The I, split
2: had, made no sense. I before. didn't see.
0: I didn't see how how Jessica Andrade could have won anything more than round three. She won yeah. round three for sure. I mean, Rose yeah. looked like she was. She had gotten into a car accident. And wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Well,
3: this was the <laughs> segue into the judging for the rest of the night. Yeah. We should have known something was off when this when this um, judgment came out.
0: Yeah, I mean, Rose yeah. looked great, and, and this is why I picked Rose uh, to, to win this fight. Actually, we all picked Rose to win this fight, because in the first fight, uh, Rose was dominating Jessica. It's just that she got, she got in a bad position, didn't adjust, and she got dropped on her head. Other than that, as long as she stayed out of those kind of clinch positions where Jessica Andrade could take advantage of her strength in wrestling, then I felt like Rose was going to be okay, and that proved out in round one and round two. Round 3, I don't know what happened, but it became it went from a technical striking um uh exhibition a to a clinic to a street fight in a dark alley.
1: <laughs> I think I think the adrenaline dump hit her right as she was sitting on the stool between 2 and 3 and she just came out there like let's just do this. But I love it. This was a great fight, man. Like this, I'm, this I'm was a fans
3: fan fight
1: and I'm glad I'm happy to see Rose is back on track mm-hmm. I, I you know because I, I was really scared for mentally but she said ever since she got turned into the letter L that she was you know she was
2: fine it was like a reset button for us mm-hmm. so I'm glad she's back good fight all around I think the third round was more about a fighter realizing that she had the fight won and trying not to make a mistake and in doing so making mistakes Mm-hmm. But I, I think all around, we still did see a much improved just mental state and how she she fought her rounds one and two were just masterful.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I liked and 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 it I don't know every time Rose fights and I know it's not often, but every time she fights, I love Pat Barry.
2: Yes, <laughs> I
0: love Pat Barry. Like like I mean, because when we first started doing this podcast, this was when you know the travesty of the comeback from uh czech congo occurred um and <laughs> the
2: travesty, the travesty the of the comeback in UFC it was it it it, it did I win an award go back and watch that uh czech congo versus pat barry fight it will if ever you're feeling down in life sometimes you just need to stay in the fight
0: yeah, that's so, what happened
2: Yeah, bomb. You know? <laughs> if, if you listen
3: to the actual uh, Broadcast statements on the fights That night, yeah. when they heard Pat Berry In the background, you heard the commentators Remarking, saying, this yeah. is what you want to hear From a corner, Correct. these are the type of statements That you want to hear from a corner mm-hmm. I couldn't help but think that these were shots out at Mike Perry's Girlfriend, but you know, because There's this oh, dichotomy, yeah. uh, you know, Rose had her Boyfriend in the corner, Mike had his Girlfriend in the corner, uh, and the, the, the skill level of coaching was such a difference. But honestly, man, if you heard Pat Berry in that corner, you couldn't help but be motivated and feel like you need to get out there and do some damage to somebody.
2: If my relationship
3: isn't like that, I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Pat Berry is the most supportive, he wins the most supportive boyfriend of the year, right? Yeah.
0: Yes he does. Yes he does. I mean even from when she walked out she's getting, you know, getting all, you know, ready to fight. What do you call that? That moment before you walk into the ring where they're putting the Vaseline on you and stuff like that. Correct.
3: Grease up, whatever you so, want to call yeah. it. So when Check.
0: she's getting prepped, you know, he the way he's talking to her, even then, you know, and, and, you know, you have the embrace, the little kiss and she goes into the ring and then you hear her in the corner and it's great. And this is why I like the empty arenas because you can hear what he's saying. It's so clear. He's like, that's how you do it. You go to every time one, two, you know? And it's like, man, I was, I, I agree with you guys. I just felt it right here he wanted her he wanted her to win and you know when you have a, 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 a you know a spouse or a significant other who is successful i mean let's 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 just be clear uh, you know i don't know what pat berry does besides coaching but my guess is is that rose is bringing home the bacon yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 for a lot of men for a lot of men that's that that can be emasculating that can be there can be jealousy there i don't see that with pat though well, I don't he, see he's assisting Pat.
3: her in bringing home that bacon, man.
0: <laughs> and he's on mute now.
1: I don't
3: know yeah, what he, he I was like, I Yeah, he's feeling it. I kind of like Coach like this. Maybe uh, should have
0: had him when he came in like that.
1: Mm. <laughs> oh, he's back now. Yeah. He's back now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you heard him. He goes, hmm. <laughs> hey,
3: you got to run that back, Coach. We missed all yeah, that. Yeah, we missed what you said. Yeah. What did you say? basically i'm sorry my phone was ringing at the same time they both connected but what i was basically saying is this is this is the type of support you want in your corner no matter what no matter who you are man when you when you hear things like that coming out of your corner it doesn't matter how bad you did in a round or whatever and somebody's hyping you up pushing you on leading you on and he he wasn't misrepresenting anything that was or wasn't taking place either so it wasn't like he was giving his fighter a false sense of of where they they stood in the game right um But yeah, great job. on Pat should absolutely be up for running of coach of the year, Mm -hmm. boyfriend of the year, all those Mm -hmm. things. Rose, take care of your man.
0: That's right. And
3: and the other thing I, I, I was really getting at, you guys were talking about how, like, I guess. Having a significant other in the corner can be almost distracting to some degree, and that's just not how it's played out for them. They've managed to to intertwine these roles. And be successful at it, man. So Pat Barry cares. No shame whatsoever for cheerleading for his woman, man. Absolutely. Right. He is a big reason why she's in the position she's in. And so he deserves a lot of that credit.
0: 100%. Yeah. 100%. All right, let's go to the next fight. Jose Aldo versus Peter Yan for the vacated 135-pound bantamweight title. Peter Yan defeated Jose Aldo via TKO. I like to call it meat tenderization in round five of that three minutes and 24 seconds. This started off as a really competitive fight. I mean, I thought Peter Yan was doing really good in the first round and then the leg kick started and he was not ready for the Jose Aldo (laughs) leg kicks one kick. And he is on the ground. Like it wasn't a kick. It was a sweep. Like how do you sweep somebody from like 10 feet away? Is, Is that a Muay
3: Thai technique? Sweep the leg. I'm going to have to, have to see,
1: send you guys some videos. I sent y'all one earlier tonight. I got another yeah. one. To send you. All right. I bet you do, sir. I so, bet you do. So Jose
0: Aldo <laughs> is looking like the Jose Aldo of old. And then in round three, in round four, Peter Yawn starts to pick it up. And we start talking about the fact that perhaps it, this is one of those cases we know early in, in, in Jose Aldo's career, Jose Aldo has been known to gas and slow down. Like and and so in about as we're coming out of round four, it's like, hey, you know, Jose Aldo's looking a little bit slower. He started taking a few a few a few more punches from Peter Yan and then round five happens. It just all goes down. Looks like K- Casey is passing gas. So we're going to just pass. Whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. Hold whoa, on. 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 <laughs> you're, all, you're all leaning forward into the Coach camera. A little uh, circle light in the back there. It's like,
0: oh, you're, you're all leaning forward into the back. camera. Like,
2: wh- why are you leaning into the camera? Can we stay professional here,
0: people? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, round five, round five, Peter Yan drops Jose Aldo, and it gets scary for me.
1: Yeah, it it gets seriously brutal. I counted the punches there, and it was well over 40 before they stopped the fight. And I got a problem with that. Okay, I have
3: a serious problem with that. So, before you go there with your problem, I'd like to offer up some defenses on why this happened. Okay. One, I'm not familiar with that referee. And I feel like that referee might have been caught in a little bit of the headlights. Because part of what happened here is Jose would get put in a position, Peter Young would go to throwing multiple strikes, and right as the referee normally would be ready to intervene, Jose would move positions. And so the referee felt like he was doing Jose a favor in that, hey, okay, he's attempting to move positions or better himself. Let me let it play out. And then again, he takes multiple strikes. Referee gets ready to, go, to intervene. And again, Jose switches positions. So kind there's this kind of back and forth between the referee and Jose. And I'm sure during that time, the referee is also asking Jose, hey, could, are, do you want to fight? Are you going to move? Improve yourself. You know, just all the things a referee would do in, in a position like that. And so I don't fault the referee, but I do think there was a little bit of of inexperience on his part, which is why this fight went on a lot longer than it should have. Jose was doing some things that would have given the referee the idea that hey, he still wants to fight. He still wants to fight. I get it.
2: So so the outside of
3: Oh, go ahead, go ahead, please, please. To the outside observer, we're watching it and we're not able to hear the referee talking to Jose saying, Hey, improve your position, better yourself, do something. You get what I'm saying? So all we're seeing is Jose take damage, and we're seeing a referee not intervene. We're not recognizing that this referee is talking to him and saying, look, improve, or I'm going to stop. And then Jose attempts to improve. Therefore, the referee breaks off. So just my thoughts.
1: And, and you know what? I saw that, and, and I heard him say, Jose, move, it, it, you need to move. And he moved. That's all and well, good, but OK, so every 10 shots, you're going to be like, OK, you need to move. He does that. If he keeps responding... That's still unanswered shots. After the first ten, he's like, "You should have. It should have been like, you got to defend yourself, sir. Okay, you got to do something other than eat these eat these punches. Because I'm getting tired of telling him to quit hitting you in the back of the head. All right, he's got to do better. There's, there's got to be the verbiage. I understand the verbiage, and I understood the communication. It's
3: got to be better verbiage to and, it." I totally acknowledge. I think this referee was a little green in the game. I don't think he was one of the, you know, the more veteran referees. I don't think I've ever seen this referee before, but I'm not no. faulting him per se. You get what right. I'm saying? Right. I get it.
2: So yeah, okay. So we'll chalk it up to inexperience. Go, okay.
3: go ahead, Casey. But
2: what about the fact that it's it's a championship fight, right? And you're talking two very experienced fighters. Jose Aldo's been fighting since he was like six months old. Like the the dude. Yeah. i would only been a
3: champion for over ten years.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Before the fight started, I was talking with the guys I was watching the fight with, and we we're like, yeah, Jose's got to be like, what, 42, 43? The guy's
3: 33
2: no. years old with a, a fight record of a 60-year-old. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's got a long tooth in the game. Yeah, but, but that, that to me says that he's been in this spot before. You're fighting for a title. You almost have to give benefit of the doubt that the veteran's going to know if he can keep going. And I think that was part of what it was, was... Deference towards the fighter, knowing like, all right, he can't tap out, but he has a shot. And, and at some point, it became clear that he no longer had a shot. So I can't fault that it went on that long.
0: So, so we were, we were honored on, uh, on Saturday night to have on the broadcast team with me and George Arjan Carlos uh, Moreno, who was who we interviewed, who talked about coaching, who talked about refing, who talked about judging in fights. And what he was saying about the non-call of this um, of this fight by the referee was that it is clear that Jose Aldo is not in a position where he is intelligently defending himself, because he had his hands up here. Both of his hands were on his head, and punches were raining down. He was not defending himself at that point. He was he was not in a position to win the fight. He was not reaching and grabbing, trying to trying to, to, to secure a leg, to perhaps change a position where he could um where he could stop the punches or anything like that. He turtled up and even though he was changing positions, he never moved his hands from here, which is an indication that this is no longer intelligent defense. Because I could tell you like this, you name an, an MMA fighter and I will get in the ring with them and I will put my hands on my head like this. And then you tell me if I am intelligently defending myself or not. I'm, I'm just saying, it's 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 not an intelligent smart defense. Smart
2: enough to cover I, your face. <laughs> it, it's
0: it's 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 not intelligent defense. Intelligent defense no,
3: Ryan, has we have to practice be. practice on uh, on Thursday night. Come to class the class. Oh, <laughs> Wait, y'all
0: just want to oh, beat on me. I'm just come, the come point I'm class. making. The point I'm making is if this they is all talk
2: about it, be about it.
0: No, no. Uh, but the point I'm making is that if I'm laying <laughs> down there like this and you're beating on me, you should be stopping the fight. Like yes. that's the point.
3: And that's this happened.
0: This happened for 40 consecutive strikes in a row. Jose Aldo did not throw a single punch back. Like, do we have to have him hand teeth to the referee before we get outraged? I mean, because yeah. when he got rocked, he was not bleeding. Before he no. was before he got out, this dude was pouring blood off of his face because he'd taken so much damage from his face, his ears. It was all kinds of stuff like that. He had exhausted himself trying to defend himself, and this was awful that the referee did not like i don't even believe this whole i, I this love a championship the all
3: coming off, off of your tongue right now so was this stoppage as bad as anthony smith mm.
0: yes it was mm. as really it was as yes. bad in my opinion it's a, you asking for my opinion it I'm, was as right bad. i'm
3: asking for your opinion
0: i i do believe it was as bad as as anthony smith because in both of those cases neither one of those fighters were defending themselves intelligently. They were just taking unnecessary damage. The only reason why I would say that Anthony Smith's was a little bit worse was because it was allowed to go round four, and then they put him back in there for round five, and it happened some more. Thankfully for Jose Aldo, he didn't have anywhere else to go. It was round five.
3: I think we should start a new, um, I guess, log of fights that go on way beyond like worse stoppages of the UFC. Maybe we should start keeping track of that so we can keep keep an idea of what referees are, are committing these infractions mm-hmm. and what type of fights these are happening and whether or not they're championship fights, whether or not they're, they're you know, just just to have some idea of these bad stoppages in the UFC because it, it's, it's, it's interesting to see that and to hear you say that you felt this was as egregious as Anthony Smith's fight because looking at it as a coach, Looking at it as a referee, it was a bad stoppage, don't get me wrong, but I can understand why it was a bad stoppage.
0: You would have let the fight go.
3: I'm not saying that. I'd say I can understand how a referee can make a mistake and not stop this fight earlier.
0: Okay, kalechi what you but got? But I'm
3: not looking at it in the same light that Anthony Smith took you know, damage.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: And
3: we've seen some other fights with worse stoppages. Can we go ahead and make egregious
2: our word for the day? <laughs> John, it one. Look up the <laughs> definition <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, of hold egregious. egregious. Coach came through with our SAT word. Coach the got day. the <laughs> SAT
0: word. Galicia, you're slipping, man.
2: I am. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, egregious,
1: <laughs> outstandingly bad, shocking. <laughs> Archaically, it was known to be remarkably good.
0: Really? Believe it
1: or
3: not. Yes. So it the did more a flippy know. flop. Hey, the the more, devastation yeah. that he uh, inflicted was egregious.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. uh, synonym, synonyms for egregious: shocking, horrific, horrifying, horrible, terrible, awful, dreadful, ghastly. All right, oh, ghastly hasn't been used enough. Like yeah, ghastly. I know that's like a that's a that's a 1900 word. That's a that's a sense and sensibility word. All right, what here we go. Grizzly? Okay, oh no no. Okay. Before you go on, uh, Ryan, uh, you deflected a little bit. Are you going to class on Thursday? No. <laughs> All right. No. If he no. comes to class, people, I will come with a video camera. My point, my whole point,
0: <laughs> my whole point was was that if I'm laying there and someone is beating on me, and I. I am just doing this. <laughs> Stop the fight. Like, don't don't let me go on taking the but beating. But
3: also said that is not intelligent defense.
0: It is not intelligent defense.
3: What would you have considered intelligent defense in that situation?
0: If Jose Aldo would have gone for a leg. Yes. If Jose Aldo would have tried to use some Brazilian jiu-jitsu to maybe find Peter Jan in guard. Uh <laughs>
3: In trying these things, would he not have opened himself up to a more egregious strike? Ooh.
0: Yes, he will. Okay have. then.
3: So, would you call that intelligent then? If no. I open myself up to a
0: no. more devastating strike. No, no, strike, be, that's no not because we're playing semantics here. That's the thing. What well, we're you talking about. You started of...
3: this intelligent defense discussion. No, In fact, no. you got a board called Intelligent Defense.
0: Right. And let's in, let's def, let let me defend my point intelligently then. All
2: right, <laughs> Please continue. Loquaciously,
0: if you will. No, No, we already got our word for tonight. <laughs> you just trying to steal. You just try You just trying to steal the spotlight. Oh, no, I'm going to add a new
3: Coach? word. I think yes. Ryan is being facetious. Oof.
0: Oh. Mm. No way. I'm still trying. Well, Super califragilistic to you too, <laughs> sir.
1: Loquacious. <laughs> Tending to talk a great deal. Uh, wait a minute, that's me. Hold on, man.
2: Hey, this is, uh, <laughs> I mean, you I don't do tend to that. be rather verbose. Yes. Uh,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move Facts. on. Uh, I think I think we need to move on at this point. All right. Let's, okay. Get, let's get. Okay.
0: It, let's I, I do want to get to this point though. Is it is yeah. it intelligent to try to go for a position that is is going to open you up for more strikes? Yes. Versus. Were you intelligently defending yourself by this? The answer is if in order for you to meet the standard of intelligent defense, you need to be putting yourself in some type of risk to improve your position. And so that is what we want to see is that he got rocked. Now he's got to go and show that he is still in the fight. He is still making intelligent decisions to improve his position. The I am getting beat up, and so I need to cover. That is intelligent to protect your head, but it is not an intelligent defense because we all know by watching this sport what is defined as intelligent defense, and we know that turtling is not intelligent defense. Too many fights have been stopped way sooner for fighters turtling after the damage that they took. And when Jose Aldo was leaking from his face, the fight was continued to go on for at least another 15 to 30 seconds while he has been doing this for two minutes. And that is what makes this, to quote the word of the day, egregious. Uh. Now, Johnny, Johnny is lighting up the board. So I want to give Johnny some shine here, and then we can go okay. on to the next fight because we have an egregious robbery in the next fight. So let's, let's, oh, uh, let, let's, let's let Johnny have his, have his moment. He said, but like George said, Aldo was trying to improve his position by getting back to guard from the turtle. You see it in jiu-jitsu all the time, not saying that it was a bad stoppage, not saying that it was not a bad stoppage, but trying to roll to guard from turtle can be defending yourself by getting you legs between you and the puncher. He goes on to say Aldo was not just lying there. He says he was using Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, just wasn't successful. I I disagree with you, Johnny. I would love to go and, and yeah. sit down and re-watch this with you. And we see that this was that that for large point periods of time, he was just getting pounded.
3: I, I would love to go back and maybe watch this fight over and do it like a fight companion show where, you know, the all of us are watching it and get a chance to offer our commentary in the moment. Let me ask you this, Ryan. Okay. And Casey, as well as as you and John as well. All right. So a fighter is defending himself, and he gives up his back as opposed to laying flat back to the the floor. Would you consider that intelligent defense, giving up the back? We've seen multiple fighters. If if he
0: is in Mount if he is currently in mount
3: i've got a fighter who's about to mount me and i've got a choice give up the back or accept the mount
0: yes that is intelligent defense and i'll tell you Giving why give up the back because we know that the pattern the the pattern that that follows is if you are in if you are in um they are mounted on you then the next pattern in 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 the position is to turn on your on on your uh on your belly so you can post up hands and knees to begin to stand up, right? But you have to protect your neck.
3: We know that that's the pattern. You know what I would tell my fighter? What? Absolutely just the opposite. I would rather you accept the mount than give up your back. Hmm. But we know that's the pattern, right? We've seen... I'm just being real with you as a coach. I would rather see you accept the mount than give up your back. You hear fighters talk about this all the time. Conor McGregor... Spoke about it, and he didn't speak about it. But in reference to one of the tough seasons that he coached, he got upset with his fighter for giving up the back. Spoke vehemently about it. Can we put that word in on the on the flashcards tonight, dude? <laughs> man, we just hold on. But but, to do a for a big word. So, <laughs> so
0: fre- frequently, what we see is that when a fighter is getting is getting mounted, and I and I understand how what what you know what direction you would provide your fighter um perhaps i just i, I am just not well trained and well versed in what to do in this situation and no, it would not turn I out to be I think you've seen enough
3: fights to to know what fighters t- typically tend to do what what would a fighter rather give up his back or the mount
0: but if a fighter is trying to get up you it you can't if you give up the mount you it's really hard to get that fighter off your chest but if you turn and you you give up your back, there's a chance that you can stand up. It also puts you at risk for the rear naked choke. But that's what we see as fighters who are trying to get back up. They eventually have to give their back and kind of do roll so that they get some some leverage to get back up. So
3: okay, see, can we get a little jiu jitsu expertise in this? Okay. Would you rather uh, you know work your way? I'm not a back I'm not even a white mouth.
0: belt in Brazilian jiu jitsu. So you know.
3: So. Generally
2: speaking, I don't want to give up my back at all. So I'd rather accept them out, personally. But I will say that depending on your skill level, some, some fighters can work out uh, work out of a situation where someone's got your back. So I don't think that it's an either-or. I think it really comes down to the skill set of the fighter that's in the mix. And intelligent defense looks different from fight to fight. And I don't and from think this position is truly a stand I I,
0: I think I think that that's that that's probably a a good place for us to 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 come to a synthesis is that intelligent defense looks different from fight to fight. Um, But I would say that. How do you stand up when someone's sitting on your chest?
3: Well, you're invited to class on Thursday night and I can teach you that Thursday night. Oh,
0: man! see, see, you you, you know, (laughs) to, to the audience who's watching right now. The reason why George is inviting me to class on Thursday night is because I have pushed one too many buttons, and now it's time for the Piper <laughs> to be paid. I Leg am kicks.
3: A-, a-, a very humble teacher of martial arts. Oh, I
1: good. got you a video it. I got a video that that shows you slamming some poor kid on the ground like he's a sack of dirty diapers. You need to quit talking okay. about like he's a child under the age of 18.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm just you know manhandling your thing. <laughs>
2: Right.
1: Okay, so they were in the ring, they were fighting. If you go to Intelligence Events, there's a video right there. It shows Mister Stallworth in the ring and why we call him Mister Stallworth. Go sir. check it out.
0: Mister Stallworth, sir. Sir. <laughs> Speaking of sir, you got Alexander.
1: Right. What's up? Uh,
0: all right, all right. Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. This was for the 145, uh, featherweight title. Uh, this was a rematch where Volkanovski won a, a narrow decision versus uh, Max Holloway. He ended up defeating Max Holloway again by split decision. 48-7, 48-48, f- you 47
3: He did not defeat Max Holloway in any sense of the word. I'm just yeah. saying, the officially.
0: Justice,
3: the, you can official this all you want. Yeah.
0: Officially, it was, officially, it was a robbery.
3: It was, it was a robbery. It wasn't just a robbery. This was a heist. Uh, they came in and took to mis- all the
0: tools. It was grand larceny. There you go.
3: <laughs> Somebody needs to be indicted.
2: So what was interesting What was interesting about this fight for me is, uh, of course, you've got the height difference, which is just crazy. The yeah. two don't look like they belong in the same octagon. It's like a father beating up his son who's trying to step up. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Did you see
0: the walkout, Alexander Volkanovsky walking out? The dude behind him, you couldn't even see his head. He was so tall behind Volkanovsky. I was like, What is this, Stefan Struve's brother or something? Like, what did they do?
1: He was looking down on him, like, I will protect you.
2: This is like Deuce
0: Bigelow, (laughs) man. You know, like.
2: (laughs) So, what I loved about this fight um, is I personally saw a return to a uh a max holloway that was a more sustainable fighter one who wasn't worried about looking cool and getting video game moves in and he was focused on the fundamentals of fighting kept great jabs great leg kicks really used his length to his advantage and didn't fall into a sucker's fight right so no. he, he was very technical and that is the max holloway who can win the championship back or oh, who should have won honestly Mm -hmm. But the fact that he focused on fighting, he didn't have all the other distractions around him, like that Max is sustainable. And as he says, he's 28. He's still blessed. He's feeling good. I can't wait to see
3: a return to that type of Max Holloway in the octagon. I can't help but piggyback off of you. The other thing that I really like that Max did, he made adjustments from the last fight. He was checking leg kicks. He was throwing leg kicks. I had just spoken with one of my fighters, about this and how I felt like Max wasn't going to make adjustments because he's not known for doing that. If you look back at any of my, Max's old fights, he fights pretty much the same way. He reminds me of a Diaz brother in that sense mm-hmm. is that he from fight to fight, you can expect the same type of, of deal from Max. Exactly. You didn't see that on Saturday night, man. You got a totally different Max Holloway. He came out. He was checking leg kicks. He was throwing leg kicks. like He had really improved his game. He had really went back and did the homework in order to win this fight. And unfortunately, there was somebody that felt like they were going to commit a heist in Abu Dhabi. If I was y'all, I'd be checking for the jewels that were in the crown prince's oh. room that oh. night because they might be missing, too. <laughs>
1: wow. Soap and towels.
3: All right. So um, you're
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. This is why I like Max Holloway. OK, this is why I saw him from a long time ago and said he is going to be a threat. It's because he does learn. He learns each in every match, believe it or not. And if you don't see him adjust as much, he does do slight adjustments. But he knows his game plan. When he when he lost his belt, he knew he had to go back to the to the drawing board and redo everything. Okay, and he came back a bigger, a a better, and a more effective Max Holloway. You were right; he was robbed, and I need that to be ran back one more time. I mean, usually. I I usually say in a trilogy, you know, once you get the two one, that's it. But this was one that there was a robbery committed and unfortunately I had to I have to go by my own rule. You never leave it in the hands of the judges. There you okay. go. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. In in watching this fight, you know, many people had this three two in favor of Max Holloway. I had this four one in favor of Max Holloway. I didn't even think this was a very close fight. I felt like Volkanovski didn't show up the way he did in the first fight. And maybe that's because Max made some adjustments and Volkanovski didn't adjust to Max adjustments. But the fact is, is that his output was low the first two rounds for sure. The third one might have been a little close, but I still had Max winning that round. And then, you know, the fifth round was kind of a, was, was, was a, a bit of a, a matchup. So three, two, maybe four, one, but definitely not two to three where Max Holloway lost this fight to Volkanovsky. So, you know, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny's watching. He says, uh, if you look at the five points of judging, Max won across all those points. Don't quite know what the five points of judging are, uh, but I agreed that based upon my own assessment of how I judge a fight, which I'm learning these days, perhaps I need to come to practice on Thursday night so that I can improve my, my judging skills. I still had Max win in that fight.
1: If he shows up to practice, I'll have a I'll have a video cam.
0: If I show up to practice, why would I tell you if I'm going?
1: Uh, I'll me. Jo- jo- Georgia tell me Georgia. Tell then, me. then I'm just gonna
0: show up. You're not gonna be able to react. <laughs> Old school style,
2: you just show up at a dojo and challenge the. That's right. That's right. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. You
0: know I'm what? gonna. I'm gonna walk Let in. I'm gonna walk up. into that place, and I'm gonna be Let like, me
3: open up "Show invitation. me
0: your show me your show master."
3: Everybody from combat sports. So Casey, when you come down, you come out too. But, yes, particularly Thursday night, Ryan, I'll make it easy for you. 6 p.m., I have a heavy bag class. So you don't even have to worry about accepting the mount from somebody or someone trying to take your bag. Your bag. They might try to take your bag. Let's work
0: that. Listen, sir, I just want to say that I have taken previous classes that you've had with heavy bags, and I know what you do with those heavy bags. Like, that is definitely not the class I'm coming to. But I do want to run up. I do want to run up in there and and do it old, you know, seventies kung fu theater style, where I'm like, "Give me your master, who is ready to fight me? I'm going to get his tail." And uh, uh, if you're not watching, if you're not watching the video, then you're not seeing me doing my bad dub impression. So there you go. Yeah. I want your master.
1: That was pretty good, actually. All that right. was pretty good. And, I was watching an episode of One Punch just then. Oh,
0: dude! One Punch Man. All right. And in the main event of the evening, Kamar Usman defeated Jorge Masvidal by unanimous decision. Naija. In it's yeah. What did they What did they say, uh, Kalechi?
2: Naija no de carry last.
0: That's right. <laughs> and that is your cultural awareness moment. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my, I'm just
2: saying right. we, we, we've got a lot of Nigerian champions in. An, Inside and outside the uh, UFC. So you got Kamaru, of course. Then you've got... Um,
0: Izzy?
3: Adesanyo. Yeah, and then Anthony Joshua. I mean... Say, hands- say it like a Nigerian would say. Adesanyo. Is that proper? How do- uh, so Adesanio? if you from a different tribe, I would just butcher that name if I'm on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well.
0: But, but you know, the, the people are upset about this fight. They're like, Kamaru Usman fought a boring fight. Kamaru Usman, all he did was hold Jorge Masvidal up against the cage and, and do foot stomps. You know, um, that's in how you have is, to fight. In,
2: oh, I, I, I have to hold myself back and not go all the way in on this, but this is indicative of a fight fan who doesn't understand what it is that they're watching, first of all. And secondly, it's like this need to be like this gladiator mindset of are you not entertained? Because We've got a short memory if we want to say that Kamaru Usman is this really slow fighter who's boring and all he does is wrestle. He literally on my birthday broke Kobe Covington's jaw. Wow!
3: Like, let's <laughs> get that I, I, I love how he tossed himself in it on my birthday. Like that's exactly. how like, <laughs> you know, it was. Just such he, a he hit Kamaru was like do it for the gram. I got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> But it's this notion of the,
2: these uh, the, these fight fans who, who are finding a reason to hate Kamaru rather than putting the blame on their favorite, Jorge Masvidal. If if Usman was so boring that all he did was wrestle and it was, it was this slow thing and we're going to completely discount all of the body shots that Masvidal had to absorb in that clinch. So well, let's just okay. say it was that's this boring that's fight. That's Why aren't we mad at Masvidal? Why is no Art. one calling out Masvidal for not being able to break out of that? Like you're supposed to be Tony Montana. If you're the dude. No one can hold you down, and yet you literally held were held down. We
3: right? Need you to quit hating on the Cuban and understand why. Six Get days.
2: Out.
1: Out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So okay. That, uh, 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 <laughs> we're not going to do that because yeah, guess oh, what? Doing you, it. No, because if you show Six up in days the ring,
2: all that Usman uh, had to prepare for
1: exactly. That kind of and I'm sorry if you
2: come in six days, if you come in
1: two days, if you come in half an hour, if you step up in that ring, you said you were ready for whatever happens. I yeah. applaud Masvidal for that. Okay, he's a, he. I applaud him for that. However, you cannot. I, I, I and I agree with KC when he sits there and says that that people are talking about how wrestlers are boring. They said this. Oh God, let me go. Let me let me count the weight. It's long. Okay, uh, we have Randy Couture. We have Tito Ortiz. Heck, I am even throw in Chuck Iceman Liddell because he reverse wrestles, okay? throw throwing GSP. G, I'm getting ready to. The one of the greatest martial artists to hit the ring, okay? You could throw in so, all these wrestlers and y'all always call them boring. No, they drag them out. They grind them for the, for the entire time, make their match miserable so they boy. can intentionally say, do not come back into
3: this ring with me. I'll tell you why I thought this fight was even more entertaining. Masvidal actually tried to counter wrestle. Yes. If you saw many of the things he did to defend takedowns, and don't get me wrong, Kamar got like five takedowns, but we know he attempted way more, man. And I was really surprised at the at the the skill level of Kamar. I'm not Kamar, but uh, Masvidal and and shrugging off of many of those takedown attempts. And so, then on top of that, several of the takedowns weren't even effective because he would get taken down and get right back up. Right. Right. Yeah. So and, what we what we're all saying
1: ultimately, I'm sorry to cut you off Ryan. No what worries. we're saying is is that we can't wait for a full camp for Jorge Masvidal and a that's full camp for I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I can't wait. I can't wait for it for a full camp for Masvidal and a full camp for Usman focusing only on Masvidal. Okay? That is what I wait for. So uh,
0: I, I just want to put a little bit of history out there. This entire Combat Sports Talk, the entire website, the podcast, and everything started with me defending George St. Pierre and the, and, and the way he fought and the fact that his grinding and wrestling style was something that is something that should be admired and not talked badly about. And that's the same thing for, for Kamaru Usman. No, it wasn't an exciting fight. It, it, it wasn't. It was. It was methodical. It was.
3: I'm. I'm going to disagree with you on that. I, I, yeah, I'll, I, I'll disagree with you as no, well.
0: I'm. I didn't say it was boring. I, I. I feel like that is the fight he needed to fight.
3: Kamaru I thought it was Uzu, a very exciting fight.
0: I, okay. I, you know, to each their own. But for me, I didn't think it was all that exciting because once he got up, once he got. Got got um, Masvidal in the position, clenched on the cage, and he's 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 stomping his foot. He's he's hitting that body, and, and he landed over two hundred and twenty eight strikes in the fight. Like he controlled this fight, and and I I I tried to explain this to my friend of my a friend of mine. I was like, if you had a little brother, um, if you had a little brother, or maybe even your your kid, have you ever wrestled with them, held them down, and just tapped them on the face? <laughs> Just tap him on the face. You don't have to hit him that hard, but you're showing that the fact that no matter what you do, you can't escape me. I am in control, and I am dictating where this fight is going this entire time. And he did that for 25 minutes. Jorge Masvidal threw, landed less than a hundred strikes in 25 minutes. That is impressive. And so to 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 say that, well, you know, no one wants to watch Kamara Usman fight. To KC's point, the fight before he broke Kobe Covington's jaw on his birthday. On, on and if I'm not Casey's mistaken, birthday. he just
3: t- tied GSP's record. Is that not? yeah that's have correct. Y'all heard about that? Yeah, that's correct. Sir. So,
0: so Kamara Usman is doing things at only thirty percent that people have worked their whole <laughs> lives to be able to do. And so, if we ever see the the full power of you know Dragon Ball Z level nine thousand Kamara Usman. Who knows if, if Yaz Island can sustain it?
2: I also have to think through just where we are at, as a UFC fan base and what, what the org has moved to. So there's a lot of people who don't like uh, Usman and won't give him credit for this win. Just despite, again, if, if you're saying that you're game-bred, you're, you're ready to fight anytime, anywhere, well, this is what happens when you don't get your full camp. Like, game-bred means you're ready, right? Well, were you ready? You were as ready as you could be in the same way that what we talk about the six or eight days that they had leading up to this. Kamaro had that exact same amount of prep for a fighter like Masvidal. So we can't take away from the skill set that was employed there. But the other side of this is like Masvidal has become everything that he talked about not wanting to be. Like he is all about the show. He, he's wearing these outlandish masks, he's supporting political candidates now, he, he's out there wearing robes. Like the man is a caricature of who he says he is, which is this guy who's ready to fight. And then you look at the flip side of it, and Camaro has, while always willing to stand up and, and, and go toe to toe with somebody talking trash, Camaro is seldom the initiator for trash talk. And what he does is he takes the DC route, which is, like, I'll explain what's going on, and y'all can hate me or love me, but he's just a good fighter. And I think that's where we're going to end up with Usman down the road, is we'll look back at his legacy the way that we look at um, Cormier's legacy, which is, man, I, I thought it was boring, but when you look back at it, he was just a dominant fighter. Yeah. And he didn't have to talk trash. <clears throat> I'm going gonna,
0: I'm gonna to slip in here just for a moment, and then I'll go to you, George. But I want to be clear that it's not Masvidal who's talking smack about Kamaro Usman. Masvidal in the post-fight press conference was like, hey, he was the better man tonight. He took the fight where, it wanted, where he wanted to go. I tried to do a few things, and he, he fought a smart fight. You know, to Johnny's point here, um, I just want to pop that in there. He says every time Masvidal gets space in the pocket, it gets exciting real fast. Usman, you know, felt those exchanges. He defended well closed the distance and then took away Masvidal's space to operate. And that is true. When Masvidal has you in the center of the ring, you're in danger because those bombs come quick and they are accurate. But that fight, Kamara found a way to get that up against the cage and Masvidal understood what it was that Kamaro was doing and he was powerless to stop it. And I think that's what he communicated in the post-fight press conference. Go ahead, George.
3: So... I guess the point that I want to jump on next was about Nigerian, um, what would you call it? Influence, Nigerian dominance taking place in the UFC right now. If I'm not mistaken, is Ngano, he's he's of Nigerian descent no, as well, right? No, he's Cameroon. Yeah. He's from the Congo. Okay. Cameroon. Can we get a fight in Africa? I mean, look at what we got going on here, man. We got Adesanya. We got, you know, we got Ngano. We got... Kamaru, can we see a fight take place somewhere off of the coast of, you know, the Ivory Coast or somewhere? I mean, can we Dana, can you hook that up? Can you too help a Black Lives uh, Matter brother out?
1: Too dangerous right now. It's too dangerous. I'm
3: it's just not, saying.
0: You That's you could go you so could true. go to Johannesburg. You could go somewhere in South Africa. Yeah, we
3: could yeah, even do do they, they've they've got a um, a promotion over in Africa. I think it's called EFC Extreme Fight. Um championship or something like that and uh, there are actually quite a few fighters who have fought efc and trend you know um changed over to the ufc at some point so i don't know man i, I just I, I think that's that's something that hasn't been on the ufc's radar and it probably should be
0: dana white has expressed after the uh israel adesanya fight against yoel romero there was a question about whether or not dana white saw um fights coming to Africa and he absolutely said that that is an emerging market that he wants to begin to tap into. I mean, it only benefits the UFC if they can fight on 6 of 7 continents in the world. And so Africa being, you know, one of the largest continents on the planet and we have not seen a fight there, then, you know, I think that that, that it, you know, the UFC is remiss, but I think there's also the need to be able to build um to build the following for their brand. There may be an EFC there, but mm-hmm. if the UFC doesn't have a following there yet, if the UFC is, is concerned about trying to sell out a show, what, what kind of card are you going to put in Africa? Are you going to do a fight night? Are you going to do I mean, a pay-per-view? Like, dude,
3: you just dropped Buku money on Fight Island, and we didn't actually fight on the beach.
0: Well, but the Fight Island, the reason for dropping the Buku money on Fight Island was because you've got such a large contingent of international fighters that you have no place to bring them. So you're only fighting with U.S. fighters, and they are not necessarily, one, willing to fight whenever the card needs them to fight, and two, in many cases, they're more expensive fighters. So in bringing them to a a, a location like Abu Dhabi where international fighters are free to come in there because they don't have the... State Department restrictions like we have in the United States. That's why you did it there. You know, mm-hmm. it's that's you've and you've also got a place where you've got millions of well, I don't know if you have millions of millionaires, but you have thousands of millionaires there where you can do a lot more than you can in other places in Africa where while you have millionaires and I'm not saying you don't I'm
3: just dude, you, you got you, all kind of islands off the coast.
0: You don't North have, you, you don't yet, as I'm guessing, and this is my speculation, you don't have the level of infrastructure and commitment that you have in Abu Dhabi. And I think that's fair. So, anyway, that's it. That is your UFC 251 card. We have uh, one thing to talk about, and that is there's more fights. There's another fight on Wednesday. We're going to make those picks yeah. real quick. UFC on ESPN 13 in the fight card. This is the fight card. This is where we look at the fights coming up on Wednesday night. This is UFC on ESPN 13. Cutter versus Ige. Uh, Wednesday, July 15, 2020 in Yaz Island, a.k.a. Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. We've got firefights on the card. Um, we've got Abdul Razak Al Hassan versus Monir Lazez. We've got Molly McCain versus Talia Santos. Jimmy Rivera is back versus Cody Stamen. Tim Elliott in the co main event versus Dallas, Texas's own babyface Ryan Benoit. Mm. And team, in mate. the main event. We've got Calvin Cutter versus Dan Ige. We're going to make flash fight picks on the co main and the main. Tim Elliott versus Ryan Babyface Benoit George, G Money Store. What can you tell us about Ryan Benoit?
3: Dude, this kid has been starching people. He, he's on a whole nother level. You guys need to go out and watch Ryan. He's an exciting fighter, man. Um, I've learned so much just watching this guy, um, holding pass from, for him from time to time, getting him to hold pass for me from time to time. Um, Ryan's a great fighter, man. I expect him to walk away with a win. Big W.
0: All right. Um, who's going to bet against... So, okay, let me let me set this up with a little background. <laughs> I like
3: how you came out of there. Who's going to bet what?
0: Uh, I was going <laughs> to... So, in the, in the game of craps in Las Vegas, um, there's a line. It's called the come line. That means you believe that they are going to roll uh, their point. On the other side of the board... You've got a don't come line, and that means you think that they're going to roll craps. <laughs> <laughs> it's considered bad luck.
1: You ain't never lied, man. <laughs> okay.
3: I held it as long as I could. See,
0: see, this. Ryan, this, this I'm going to need you to wait why. to
3: come to class till after Ryan's Benoit <laughs> the fight. <laughs> come to class to say night he comes to class. That's what no, you. No, no, no. So, Henry so Nicholas.
0: what? What I'm saying? What I'm saying is, who is going to bet against Ryan? Because I sure am not. Kalechi and I saw him fight Sergio Pettis in Dallas um, at UFC. What is it? 185. Um, and um, you know, we support the hometown heroes, man. So Ryan Ryan Benoit has my vote. Kalechi, John, y'all gonna? Who, Who's going to be the one that, to, to have, have Mr. Benoit roll up on you?
1: Dude, he I lives too like close, Benoit. dog. I can't believe
2: it. <laughs> okay. well, not even for just being a homer. Like, his skill set, like, uh-huh. I think he's got what it takes to keep moving up. So, yeah, I, right. I can't it, I All
0: right. We are unanimous. We are all in favor of babyface Ryan Benoit. Uh, so go out there and get that W for us. All right. Yeah. In the main event of the evening, Calvin Cutter, Cater versus uh, Dan Ige. Um, I like Dan Ige in this fight, man. Like I saw him when he fought against, um, what's his name from Brazil? Um, Edson trying. Barbosa. Huh? Edson yeah. Barbosa. That fight, I thought Edson was winning that fight. And then Ige turned that thing around dude. He is a game fighter. I like him straight out of Hawaii. He ain't scared of nothing. I like Dan Ige in this fight. That's who I'm voting for. Who you got, KC? Mr. Smirk. Uh,
2: Qatar all day because they're fighting so close to Qatar.
0: As good reason there it, as any. There it is. There it is. Mr. John Keyes. Uh, I'm looking at the odds right
1: now and I'm going to throw them to the side because like that Edson Barbosa fight, I mean Egae, Edson Barbosa was set to win that fight too, and Egae pulled it out of pulled, pulled it out of his rear. So with that said, I'm going with Egae on this one. I think he can do it again.
0: All right, up to you George, who you got?
3: Well, Ryan, you already made your pick, right?
0: I have. You I'm said, going with Egae.
3: I just want to remind y'all that Ryan once upon a time was on the Calvin Qatar hype train. Oh. Oh. Remember that, Ryan? He was, he was a cater guy. He, he, was, he was trying was, to cater. You're care. betting against your wow. hype train,
1: pick, Ryan. Don't believe the hype. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> believe the hype.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna cost you, bro. Calvin gets it done. Oh, all right,
0: wow. all right. Listen, I, I, I don't mind being wrong, but I'll never admit it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that makes sense.
2: <laughs>
3: exactly, exactly. Um, you'll never, you'll never admit that you don't
2: mind being wrong. That's right. I'm pretty sure you stole that line from my ex wife. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure. Oh my. All goodness.
0: right. Well, follow us on social media, and let me turn on our social media icons here. Um, so oh, follow no us on social to... media. Um, you on on Instagram, I'm Combat Sports Talk. John Keys.
1: I am at
2: Keys to Victory. KC, I am at Push Pull Pray,
0: and if you want to see Mr. KC topless,
3: <laughs> fans only, only, find fans. only fans,
2: only fans, for a
3: low, low price of, right, all right, see and you, uh, and
0: uh, uh, George,
3: Darkside underscore MMA underscore, all find right, me on go. Instagram.
0: And you can find us on our website at www.combatsportstalk.com We are on all your favorite podcasting platforms. All of these, you can find Combat Sports Talk. So definitely look us up there. Shout out to MMA Junkie, MMA Fighting, MMA Mania, Bloody Elbow and the Intelligent Defense Discussion Group on Facebook. That's where a lot of these conversations start and where we get a lot of the content that we use for the show. So on behalf of George G. Money John Keys, and Casey Kelechi Onyebuchi. My name is Ryan Smith, and I am reminding you to keep your hands up, your chin tucked, and throw bombs. We'll catch you next time.